connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stacy Connects. I want to remind everyone that if you cannot listen live each week, then you can find Stacy Connects wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also text, uh, you can still text D A M T T to 55678 for show details. If you are interested in calling into the show, the number is 425 373 5527. New feature, if you want to leave me a message with a comment or an idea or something positive, ideally, you can actually call this, you'll appreciate this, my guest, uh, Margaret, this Fairfield, Connecticut area coded number 475-999-2726. Yes, per Eric's suggestion, I now have a number that you can call. You can leave me a voicemail. And uh, and they can also text. And they can also text. So how amazing is that? So if you're listening to this as a podcast, then you can still reach out to me. And I had to pick a number and nothing around here was available. And so I went to my old stomping grounds, Fairfield, and a number came up. So you can also find me through my website. So today I have a few guests, uh, which I'm very excited about. I have... Maria Bartlow, who has been on the show now twice before, so she officially wins as the most frequent guest. <laughs> so congratulations and thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. She came on the show uh, last, I think, July, talking about her aunt, Tony Stone. She was also on talking about aging like you give a darn. And with her, she is joined by her daughter, Monica. Hi. And um, Monica it's her first time, and I think she's a little nervous. Yeah. So we're going to make her feel really good and comfortable. And then, of course, joining me, us, via Zoom, is my friend Margaret, who I have known, I don't even actually want to say, because that sort of indicates age. <laughs> so um, I will explain while the why these lovely ladies are here in a bit. Uh, first, I'm going to do my usual brain dump because if I don't I will be distracted and my mother will be disappointed. You remember Maria. Yes, my yes. mother she she has exactly. thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> so the first thing is last week was the premiere of Don't Ask Me to Talk with Eric on uh eight eighty eight AM AM Kixie. And um how do you think it went? I think it went great. It was a lot of fun. You were amazing. I was a little clunky. No, I don't think so. We'll see how it we'll see how it goes this week. And Vance, of course, the third part of the show. He just he made was great. me he yeah. made me hungry. Absolutely. That's the problem with that show. Uh-huh. It is gonna be yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but hearing Vance talk about ribs for fifteen minutes is like 
what am I doing here? I want to go have those now. Right? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, he, you're right. And, and he, if we had them in the studio, the board and equipment would have been covered with barbecue sauce. So it, <laughs> that, that wouldn't have been good either. But <laughs> so. I mean, but still, I'm just saying. So um, we're suffering for our art we, is the point here. But We totally it's are. It's all for you, the, the listening audience. Exactly. And, you know, we want to share, like, what we're eating every week. And right. uh, this week, actually, we're going to be talking about... Eric's favorite topic, online shopping. That's right. We have the Wheelo Topics. And last week for the first show, we did movies. This week for the second show, we did online shopping. I have to say, I think he probably had way more to say last week <laughs> than he'll have to In say. In the this five week. minutes that we had left for the, I know. the topic of the week, this week, I've. I've got so much to say <laughs> about online shopping, and we'll probably have more than five minutes. But it, it's going to work out, it, no doubt. Of course it is. Uh, the other exciting thing is that this week I am traveling tomorrow morning to go to New York to go to my sister-in-law's first solo exhibit in New York. It's at the um, Contemporary or Chase Contemporary, which is in New York on West Broadway. Wow. And I am... So proud of her. So excited. It's the classic overnight success. Uh, You know, the person that has been uh, slaving at their craft for however many years. And um, she has just been finding tremendous success lately. And then selfishly, because I'll be in the city, it's such a like hub for people. Mm -hmm. So I'll get to see Grace. I'll get to see Margaret. Mm -hmm. I'll get to see uh, my mother. That's right. Yay. And some of her yep. friends, they're actually, um, they have uh, gotten a car to take them into the city and then they'll have dinner. I will obviously get to see my brother and my sister-in-law and uh, niece and nephew and other friends as well. Mm-hmm. Liliana, I'm stoked. So um, the big question is, of course, what do you wear to an opening like where you're like trying to look good, but you're not trying to look too good and you're trying to, oh, okay, Margaret. All black. Just wear black. Yeah. Black. Everything. And green. <laughs> black everything and jewelry? statement jewelry. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, jewelry. To, welcome back to New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Boots are the in thing, too. Okay. <laughs> right. You know, I was, like, thinking I'd pull a, like, Moira from, uh, what you call it? What was the show? Ah. Oh, um, oh, yeah. Uh, what was it called? Shit's Creek. Yes, yeah. from Shit's Creek. Yeah. Oh and my God. I, you know, I could wear like a hat that has something weird <laughs> hanging from it. Yes. I mean, why not, right? Well, that's to be seen. You don't want to take the show away from everybody. I mean, oh, they'll yeah. be watching you. I mean, Oops. not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> no, that's probably a bad thing. They're... I guess it depends on whether or not you want to have a big sign on the hat that says, I don't live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's up to you. You're such a bully. Okay. okay. I don't want to spend too much time today on my brain dump because we have more important things to discuss today. Uh, My Staceyism that I picked this week, um, you know, things happen for a reason. And the one that I had written down last week is the thing that I say to everyone, what's the worst that could happen? And it's this idea that I have that, you know, when the kids would wonder, should I do this? Well, what's the worst that could happen? And I mean, you do have to explore it because some bad things can potentially happen. However, that's sort of checking out risk and um, 
being smart about that. However, life is short and sometimes you need to just ask the question or you need to go to the party or you need to, um, you know, wear the hat. (laughs) And the worst that happens is everyone knows that you're from out of town. Um, And, of course, you take the attention away from your sister-in-law, who is actually the focus of the night. Uh, So... Anyway, it's just something that I more and more am starting to explore as I get older. Maria, you can appreciate this. You talked about it when you were on last time talking about aging and that more and more you're starting to just sort of like, I'm going to wear makeup. I'm going to. You come into your own. Right. After a while, you don't have to do what people tell you to do or how you should do it and all this other kind of stuff. Do what you want to do. See? Enjoy yourself. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Maria says. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy life. (laughs) Right. And, you know, and and see what it has to offer. What is the worst that could happen? I mean, here's the deal. Uh, What is the expression? There's two things that were guaranteed in life, like taxes and death. So as long as you pay your taxes and, you know, spoiler alert, we are all going to die. Um, And so go ahead and explore life. So with that. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I am really, really excited about this. Uh, Monica and Maria reached out to me uh, this weekend and they have a plea. They are looking for a kidney for Maria's son, Monica's brother. Um, And it happens to be national uh, donor kidney or donor aware month. I can't remember what the name of it is. And tomorrow, April 6th, happens to be the day that it is about living donors. And there's a lot of misinformation. A lot of us sign up to maybe be an organ donor when we get our license done. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, sure, sure, I'll worry about that when I'm dead. Haha, <laughs> don't need to. Uh, living donors, that's a whole different thing. And the whole point of the show is to connect people. And so... It is now becoming personal for me that we connect Odin with a much-needed kidney. And so we're going to hear about Odin's story. And actually, Margaret has her perspective to share as somebody that donated a kidney. So look at that. All right. So keep listening. And uh, when we come back, we are going to hear this story. And hopefully, we're going to hear from you. And uh, we're going to get him an... A kidney. We'll be right back with Stacy Connects. Hi, I'm J.D.K. Winnikin, host of This Show is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. 
Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to StacyConnects.com. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to Stacey Connects. As I mentioned before the break, I have three guests with me today, and it is all in honor of Odin, who is Maria's son, Monica's brother, and he is in need of a kidney. So many people throughout the world are in need of organs, and sometimes people are able to get them because of being an organ donor, and something happens, and those organs can be harvested, and that is a tremendous service. And sometimes people need living donors, and people shy away from that because it's a body part that seems like a lot. And yet there are certain things that we can do that it isn't as much as you think. And as I as I mentioned, it happens to be National Donate Life Month, which everything just, just comes in a perfect little bow mm-hmm. uh, if you let it. And... And it turns out that, as I mentioned, uh, April 6th, which happens to be tomorrow, is Donate Life Living Donor Day. And so the timing of this is perfect. So for a little background, there are people that need kidneys for various reasons. And we'll stick to kidneys because this is what we are looking for right now for Odin. Mm -hmm. So. How does one, what is the process or what is the story of how we go from, you sent pictures over earlier and Odin played football and he, you know, he was young and riding his bike and doing all of these things and has led a full life. Mm -hmm. And now he finds himself in need of a kidney. Well, can I just tell you a little bit about Odin? Yes, please. Um, Odin was the, the man of the family. You know, he's the oldest brother. And uh, that's a role that he always played. He, he wasn't forced to play that role or anything, but uh, his dad taught him that he has to be the man of the family if anything happens. And he grew up this way. Okay. Even now, he calls his sister and rags on a sister, but various <laughs> things. You know, that's an older brother. Of course. You know? mm-hmm. Of course. But he, um, he went through um, high school, St. Mary's High School in Berkeley. He played um, football. He was really good at it, and he loved doing it. You know, he played all kinds of sports, actually, and he was never sick. I was blessed not to have any sick children. Mm-hmm. So he played guitar. He taught himself how to play guitar, and he has an old car that he keeps working to keep it fixed, but he loves it. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot what they call it, but it's something 
they write books about or something. <laughs> I love it. I, people that are into old cars, like mm-hmm. it, they're almost like you don't ever want it to get fixed because right. yeah, the right. point is yeah. to like have something to work on. Exactly. And uh-huh. that's what this car is. Love it. Yeah. And he worked for Kaiser. He worked for Kaiser Hospital um, over 23 years. Okay. And um, he worked uh, in San Francisco at first and he would commute. He wouldn't drive his car. He'd commute, take public transit to San Francisco from Oakland and back and forth. And then when he moved to Merced, he transferred out there. But he always worked. He was very rarely sick or took off from work. He was one of these men that he just felt that working was the thing to take care of he and his wife and his children. Um, But then one day he got sick. And we couldn't figure out what was wrong. And because he's a private man, he wouldn't tell us everything, Mm. nor would his wife. You know, well, he's just not feeling good today. Right. You know. And then he got one of those machines. What is it called? The CPAP machine for mm-hmm. for breathing. Sleep at me. Yeah. Yep. Sleep yeah. Yeah. He had to have that at night, you know. And he was always um, good with his weight and everything. And then all of a sudden, he started losing weight, mm. you know. And then he started getting really irritable on the phone. Just little things would just really irritate him. And then finally, we got down to what was going on. You know, and he called me one night and he told me, and it was really, really hard. It was very hard. It was hard for me to listen to. But he said he didn't want any help and he wasn't going to go through it. It's too much trouble and everything. And he was just going to die. Yeah. And that was something that's just really hard to, to deal with. So anyway, his sister and his brother, Sean, talked to him about it. And then we got to the point of threatening him. (laughs) Threatening him with his life. (laughs) There's only one way you're leaving this world. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to do something about this, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, he finally gave in to us and he told us everything and told us about the doctors and that he was on dialysis, which we didn't know about that either. Okay. You know. And it got to the point, I think it was last year, we were going to go visit for a while. And they just said, well, if you're going to come, you know. We'll have to go to work and things like that because he was still working through all this. Okay. He, he was the strange, my son is the strangest person. Like, I'm sick, I've, I need a kidney, but I got to get to work. He, mm-hmm. he compartmentalizes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so many people, when they're coping with major life things, you compartmentalize so that it's like, mm, that's for later. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, we came up to the point that he needed a kidney. We found out that he was on a list. Okay. He had been on the list for three years, and they say you're usually on the list, can be on the list for five years, yeah. you know. And I'm thinking, he is so weak, yeah, you know, that how is he going to last another two or three years to get this? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's when Monica and I got busy. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, A, yay for the women in a family that... You know, the assumption is that, you know, the and I'm, by the way, fully painting with a very wide brush here. Yeah. Um, so I'm aware of this. You know, the stoic man that's like, I'm taking care of the family and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go to work and no, I'm fine. And, you know, apparently the women who are going to crumble at the thought of any upset and it's the women that rally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true because he would uh, call in the evening. He's also... A philosopher about religion. He goes through all kinds of religion, and 
he takes out quotes and then he, he goes through the quotes and everything. And, and he was just laying me out, you know, with, you know, when it's my time, it's my time and, you know, Corinthians and all this. And it really got to the point that I was getting mad at him, too. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, do not keep telling me this, you know. I have a message for Odin then because I went through this. So after we had our daughter, Annie, Margaret, I'm sure remembers this. I had actually three miscarriages mm-hmm. and I had to go to a, ironically, a fertility specialist, which yeah. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is why we're friends, (laughs) because, you know, she laughs at that. And, you know, the doctor said, "Okay, you've got this, you've got that, whatever. And so Pete and I did some reflecting and we were like, "Okay, well, maybe the message here is that we're not meant to have more children and that that is what the message is. And so Mm -hmm. we need to follow that. Well, fast forward like less than six months. And apparently that was not the message. Mm -hmm. I was pregnant again and would go on to have three kids. And so the thing is, when you try to find message or meaning, it can also reflect or mirror what you think you need to hear or what is going to happen. And so you need a village to show you what else is possible. Exactly. Exactly. So this is what we did. You know, we told him that your way isn't working, so now we're going to do it our way. You, know, you have no say in this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, notice that Odin is not on the call. <laughs> he is not on the show today. Well, if he was on the show, he would be joking around and you know, like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you know, because. It's like we're not doing it your way anymore. I mean, we 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 went through the questionnaires. We didn't um, pass for giving him a kidney, and my husband tried. And you know, and then we talked to the transplant coordinator, and and um, she said, "Yeah, um, he doesn't. You don't have to be a perfect match, but anybody can try to, you know, donate. You know, be a donor. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's interesting about this so you know Odin clearly his way didn't work you guys decided this is what we're going to do and what's fascinating is that the medical professionals were saying to you great he's on the list even better get the word out exactly Exactly. and all we know is Facebook and we're not real good at that you know so we just kept reposting and reposting but we figured it had to be a better way and then we knew of you, so we reached out to you. And I do like to talk, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will talk about anything, and, you know, and it has meaning even better. And then uh, in doing that, I naturally then thought of Margaret, who actually, she donated her kidney. And I'm so glad to meet Margaret, because I have questions I for you, too. And I am glad to meet you as well. <laughs> so, Margaret, now you tell your story so that people have an idea of your experience. So it's kind of a funny backstory. I'll give you the short version. I met uh, this person, Kathy, at a cocktail party. um, And the second time I met her was at another friend's house. And I was making a drink and I asked her if she wanted one. She said, no, my kidneys don't really work very well. So I don't really drink much. And I said, oh, And the way she said it sort of invited more commentary on that. I said, are they going to work well at some point? And she said, no, at some point I'll need a kidney. And I said, well, I have an extra one. Do you want one? This was the second time I'd met her. 
And she looked at me like I was kind of insane. And I assured her that I truly was sober and I really <laughs> didn't mean it. And, um, and the reason this happened, part of the reason this happened was that I have a friend who did this and donated her kidney directly to someone, she saw a billboard and she answered the phone or she called the number. So by the way, billboards work. Um, and long story short, when Kathy finally did get to the point where she really, it was time, um, I said, no, I'm not kidding. And I went in, got all these, uh, the first test, which was for compatibility, compatibility done. Mm -hmm. I was not a match for her. However, there is something called paired donation. And this is something that's really important for people who are thinking this might be something they could do to know about. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you get everything tested. And let me tell you, when I say everything, I mean everything. So they will not take a kidney from someone who is, has any other health concerns. You have to be super healthy. And the benefit is you don't pay a dime for those tests. That's, that's all um, somebody else's deal. Um, so you find out if you're healthy for free. So that's pretty cool. Um, and what you do is you go into, if as, once you've qualified, you go into a, what's called a match grid. And first, I'm sure this is what's going to happen with Odin, if there is someone who would like to donate. Um, they look within their transplant, um, their transplant pool. Mm -hmm. And if there's someone within the pool, fabulous. And so you give a kidney, if you decide you want to do this, you give a kidney to, to person A, and person A's friend, who has also put their hand up and said, yes, I'll give one, but I don't match my friend, gives their kidney to Odin. And this happens literally simultaneously. Like, oh, great. you're going under at the same time to, to yeah. get your kidney out. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and it, I can go on further about the, the downline impact and what it feels like um, to give away physically what it feels like to give away um, an organ. I will tell you, and Stacy knows this, I gave away a kidney on August 25th. And on September 11th, two and a half weeks later, I was dancing like a crazy woman at a friend's wedding. Oh, great. <laughs> and great. well, yeah, it was funny because one of the people I was dancing with was a doctor and she said, um, you need to be a little careful. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, the, the end result is there are no medications I have to take. There are no limitations on anything I eat, drink, do. I can't play football. I can't do contact sports. And the, the last Bummer. thing. That you're such, like, you I are mean, such <laughs> a, like, powder puff football is your jam. <laughs> but I could, I do ski. So I can ski. I can, you know, do water stuff. But um, the last thing that people, it's really important that people understand is, well, I only have one kidney now. If anything happens to this one, if I ever need one myself, I go to the top of the UNOS list. Mm -hmm. I am the Great. next person to get a kidney mm -hmm. because I gave one away. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's so, cool. Great. Now, yeah. tell me about the process 
that, you know, right at the very beginning, uh, I think there's a fear that a lot of people have or I guess fear of the unknown. And Mm -hmm. like, what do you start with and who do you go to? Like, hey, I want to give a kidney. Who do I need to see? So the first thing you do, if you want to just, it's called altruistic donation. If you, once Odin gets his, um, if you decide that this is something you are called to do, this is something that you would like to do, call your nearest transplant center. And in Odin's case, I'm sure that there are, is going to be a phone number and an email address given out. Um, Get in touch with them and you fill out, uh, as you ladies were saying, a questionnaire that starts with some basic health history. Um, And some of this, and I don't, because I wasn't disqualified, I don't know what does disqualify people, Um, but you fill out a questionnaire and then you have some really basic physical tests, you know, listen to your lungs, that sort of thing. And then as you go down the line, then you have MRIs. They want to look at your kidneys, obviously, make sure they're really healthy. Um, They want to look at your liver, your lungs, your heart, uh, you name it, they look at it. And if anything doesn't work, um, hey, early detection is a really big deal. So sometimes this has resulted in saving people's lives because they found something really early mm-hmm. as yeah. a result of all these tests. Um, I, and I was laughing with Stacy about this earlier. One of the things they found when I was getting all my tests done was that I had um, fatty liver disease. Now I was very clear with <laughs> Stacy that this is non-alcoholic. From all the stress speaking I did during COVID, I ate too much white stuff. So, but I fixed it and I never would have known that that was an issue had I not done this. Um, but the testing is, it's just very thorough. It's not invasive. So it's, 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 it's basically like reach out to your local transplant center or as, do you have a number for Odin yet that is dedicated yeah. for him? UC Davis. Oh, okay. So it looks like there is, um, you can go to, is it this here? UC Davis. Oh, oh, UC Davis. Okay. Um, so there's like, you can, can you call the transplant office too? Yes. yes. So you can call this number 916-734-2307. And so... Basically, uh, fill out the Living Kidney Donor Questionnaire, which you can find at uh, ucdavislivingdonor.org. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the process is go as far as you can. Mm-hmm. And Exactly. It's just one form they have there that you uh, fill out. That's the form that you were talking about. And they'll tell you right then if you qualify or not. For like the next round. It's like Survivor. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, right after you sign your name to it, they'll tell you yes or no immediately. And if it's yes, you go on. If it's no, then decide. Well, they'll tell you, let's let's keep checking things or no. Mm -hmm. So it's if you fill out the questionnaire, that takes you to the next 
process. Right. It's not, okay, come on in tomorrow. We're going to take your kidney out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, right. Just, I wanted just to be clear that yeah. there's a little more between filling the questionnaire out oh, yes, and, definitely. And, and being down a kidney. Yeah, down an exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's though, it's interesting because it's almost like at each stage of this, like if you, if you move on to the next round, you can continue to make the decision what's going to work for you and your family and how it's going to impact uh, and and really keep thinking about this. Yes. Um, you know, and as I said in my stasiism, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, how long were you, how long was the surgery for you and how long was recovery and was your recovery an average experience? Um, the surgery was, so first of all, the surgery for the donor is laparoscopic. So it means I have four teeny little, maybe half an inch long lines Mm -hmm. on my abdomen and then one slightly longer scar. So it is. Do they suck it out? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how much detail you want. <laughs> I'm like fascinating. Yeah. Like there, it's the, like it just slips little, through the door. It kind of does. The little holes are where they put all of the instruments through in the camera, and then the larger one. They do you really want to know? They put a bag around your kidney, yeah. and they they snip it off the the connector bit off, and they tie it up in a little baggie, and they pull the little baggie right out of the bigger the bigger hole. And um, I so I was, <laughs> I was, I was out cold. I, I didn't, I, I've seen this on television. I, I didn't, I was not awake for this. So you go in, I was, I went in to, I got to the hospital, I think at seven, six thirty, something like that. And I was, I think it's about a three hour surgery. I'm not really sure because I was a little groggy afterwards, but it is full <laughs> anesthesia. Um, you don't feel any of it afterwards. Okay. So recovery, I was in the hospital for two nights. My surgery was at Yale New Haven hospital in Connecticut. Um, and I was in the hospital for two nights. Um, I did have some bigger pain medication for the first night. Nice. The first night was uncomfortable. Not really nice. It, 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 the first night hurt. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dance around that. This, but the next day was much better. And I went home with only three days of a very lightweight painkiller. And then I was on Tylenol after that. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really manageable. And I'm seven months down line. And I forget I this happened. I was, if I had had a desk job, I would have been back at work in two weeks. Mm-hmm comfortably. And if I had had a a walking around carrying things, I would have been back at work in about six. So I forget that I've had it done. People will ask me how I'm doing. And I'll wonder if they're asking me about when I had COVID, (laughs) which wasn't a big deal. Or like, oh, right, I gave somebody a kidney. Um, (laughs) Seriously. Um, So and it was the easiest decision I've ever made. I had an extra, I, you know, my mother taught me to share. That's really great. You're really remarkable. That's great that you get that for your friend. 
It is not a one-sided benefit. Yeah. It is really an amazing, amazing thing to live with the knowledge that I quite literally saved two people's lives, or I was part of saving two people's lives. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful. And I cannot understate that for anybody who's thinking about doing this. Yeah. It is incredibly powerful knowing, knowing that. And I hold that with me a lot. That's As great. do they. Let's take well, yeah. a break on that note. And uh, and then when we come back, we will talk more. And remember, if you want to go and fill out the questionnaire to get started, go to ucdavislivingdonor.org. I'm on the site right now. I'm seeing if I can get to the next round. Keep listening to Stacy Connects. We'll be right back. Stacey Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Hi, I'm JDK Winnikin, host of This Show is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back to the show. We were talking before the break about Odin. Maria, his mother, gave um, an idea of who Odin is. He is a proud, hardworking man. Yes, he is. Who, frankly, has made if but one mistake in his life, it is not getting his mother and his sister involved in this mm -hmm. process much earlier. He has been on the... Uh, the list to get a new kidney for over three years, and the average time is about five and a half-ish. We also, uh, Margaret was talking about her experience as a living donor, and she is here to tell the tale, and she continues to have uh, oysters and, uh, what do you drink with, Grace? Rosé. 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 <laughs> or whatever we decide we want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so... Uh, Margaret is essentially Grace's de facto mother on the East Coast. Uh, my daughter, Grace, she goes to Fairfield University, and it is in the same town where we used to live and how Margaret and I have known each other for so long. And so uh, it's awesome. Not only does she give kidneys, but she also buys your daughter 
oysters and rosé. I mean, <laughs> is this like an amazing woman? Yeah, it is. Well, that's nice. It's nice to know that she occasionally gives back. You know, she'll she'll take care of you if you ever need a kidney. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> there you go. Right? Mm-hmm. It could happen. I do want to take this moment that at the beginning of the show, I shared a number that you can call, and it is a number that is associated with me. And if you're interested in learning more details, connecting with Maria, connecting with Monica, connecting with Margaret, or just knowing the information about the website, you can call or text 475 475- nine 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 two seven two six and reach out to me and if you have more questions then I can connect you with whomever you need to be connected with and uh by God I'm gonna get Odin a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. Of course. Uh you know, I mean this is the kind of thing that you know, you have a lot of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. You don't expect to be a subject matter expert on this kind of thing. And so I'm sure you're playing catch-up. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a lot of things we're learning. Like um, Margaret mentioned, the parrot exchange and who can actually donate and who can. And pretty much everybody could donate. It might not exactly be for him, you know, the person who comes up. But right. it'll be for somebody else. And then he goes and then he gets put in that group. But, yeah, we've had to go online and well, what is exactly he needs and how long is the process? And so, yeah, it's been a lot. And just talking, we spoke to a um, social worker at uh, UC Davis uh, in reference to how to get word out there, mm-hmm. you know, so people could be aware of what uh, Odin's going through. And it's so strange because all this time we didn't know anything, you know. <laughs> I mean, so this just really kind of fell on us all of a sudden as to, what to do, and we had to tell him to make sure our names go on all his paperwork and everything so if we could call or get questions, we could do that, and the name of his doctor, and just everything, you know, and it got really uh, tedious for a while, you know, we were talking to people, and we were just getting general information, but really mm-hmm. not how to ring the bell, you know, right. to right. get things started, you know, so we're doing it. We're doing it. Well, and in finding out about his prognosis and diagnosis and all of the, like, was he a, you know, I don't want to know or I do know and I don't want to worry you, Mom? Yeah, he knew, but he didn't want to worry me about all this. You yeah, know, he, we, and we he's, got into it because he was, he's been in and out of the hospital a lot more frequently. And we're like, what's going on, you know? And, you got to open up and tell us, you know, so we can help you out. I mean, just talking to the transplant coordinator last week, you know, it was an eye-opener. I think that's when it finally hit me. Hey, we got to really get in there and do something. I mean, she said just spread the word. That's usually how it happens. She says there's more positive results in spreading the word, either email, social media, the radio, you know. We're like, wow, well, we have one person who can handle all of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Way. Definitely about the communication, getting the information out there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, besides texting the number that I shared, people can also uh, 
if you're listening to this show, remember that it is a podcast as well. So however you find your podcast, look for Stacy Connects. And mm-hmm. this episode will be up later this evening, most likely, or tomorrow morning. And you can share it. Please, please, please share it. And let's get the word out. It doesn't matter where you are in the country. You don't need to be in the same state. You right. don't need. I mean, don't you want a trip to Cali? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's warm down here. <laughs> the only thing that takes a trip to Cali is your kidney. <laughs> Sorry. You have it. Ow. You have it done at your local transplant center, and then wah, uh, wah. something. Wah, wah, yeah. <laughs> but my kidney is in a different state, and out of res- uh, respect for her privacy, I'm not going to say where at the moment. But it's in a different state, and I believe my friend's kidney came from a different state on a on an airplane. Mm-hmm. So um, in a little igloo cooler. Um, wow. So yeah, I know. I thought I was going to be able to go somewhere glamorous. Not so much. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's still a story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great, oh, there's, yes, it's a great story. It's a great story. It is. I enjoyed hearing it. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and that's the thing about, you know, the fact that it is, um, that April is National Donor Month. You know, as you said, Monica, only good can come of this. You know, either A, finding Odin a kidney, and B, Maybe people signing up or going to the site and seeing if they can make it to the next round. I mean, who doesn't exactly. love the feeling of making mm-hmm. it to the next round? Exactly. And knowing that you tried, even if you don't. And then lastly, raising awareness about this. As I said, so many of us, it's so easy when we get our license renewed or we get it for the first time to be an organ donor. And we just we forget about the, the living organs that people need. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I remember when I did that on my license, and uh, then later I changed my mind and took it off my license. But you know, you go through all those things, and then you also notice that when you speak to your friends and your family, talking about kidneys and everything never comes up in the conversation, you know, or what you're going to give of your body to help somebody else. We just don't talk about things like that until it actually happens. You know, and it's it's almost a worry when it happens to you because then it becomes real. And this is exactly, you know, what is going on in the world with things. Uh, you know, it's only when things become local that we suddenly wake up to the global. Right. And exactly. and that's just how it is. And so this is an opportunity to even if it isn't impacting you locally, consider yourself local now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I just made it personal for everyone that is hearing this and you know there's just so much going on and the fact that you're out of potentially work for two weeks uh the recovery isn't really i mean it's recovery and i love the fact margaret that you know you're being very honest about the fact that yeah it hurt the first night 100 percent. you know it hurts to have a baby people do it I mean, I'm just like, right? I mean, you know, like if that was the excuse, then the population would be much, much smaller. So like, then what's the excuse for people not considering then doing this? Yes, it hurt. And the other thing I want to make clear is that I was asked, and I'm sure this is true of every single transplant center. I was asked multiple, multiple times in all seriousness, asking for a true answer. How are you feeling about doing this? 
Are you feeling okay about doing this? Is this something, are you doing this of your own free will? Are you, you know, are you feeling like, well, you've gone this far, you have to follow through. They, and, and they really wanted to be very, very, very sure that I was doing this because I wanted to. So I don't want anybody else to say, well, I, I don't want to fill the paperwork out because I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. If you think maybe, then fill it out. Mm -hmm. If you, you, <laughs> when I was going into surgery and I was lying on the gurney and I had, they were putting the, the uh, gas mask over my mouth, I, I said something. And you could see the faces of everybody in the operating room because I could have said, nope, 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 I don't want to do this right up until I was asleep. So I was saying something. They took the mask off my face. Did you want to say something? Are you okay? Do you want to say something? All I was trying to do was saying, bye, left kidney. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little doped up. That's all I wanted to say. They were very relieved. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, long, long way of saying there's no pressure in any of this mm -hmm. at all, you know? Um, if you think it's something you might maybe want to do, give it a shot, you know? That's you so to you, by the way. Like, <laughs> to like have to have the last word and be like, you know, <laughs> like, hey, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very you. And I can just see them all being like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, big time. But in in retrospect, it's really funny. I don't think they thought so at the time. <laughs> yeah, I probably not. <laughs> um, now you mentioned that this has become something that is so important to you that you're you're talking about being an ambassador for this. So I am in the process of becoming a living donor ambassador for Yale New Haven Hospital. Um, they have a very active volunteer program to go and do exactly what I'm doing right now, but it's off the books. So I hope it's okay. Um, cause I'm not official yet, but you go and you talk about the experience and spread the word that a, it's not the downline impact is minimal. I, I'm reminded when I look in the mirror after I got out of the shower and, and you don't have to match the person who's looking for a kidney. These and and you, the person who you're donating for, does not get. It's not like you give yours away and then do 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 do. When am I? When is my person going to get a kidney? It's simultaneous. Mm -hmm. You don't give one until you've got until there's one for your person. Right. Got it. So mm -hmm. yeah. So it's That's not. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because we were worried about that too. Nope. No, it is lit. No, that's why they have to make sure you're saying yes, mm -hmm. because if I had said no, they would have stopped the other donor's surgery mm -hmm. because it wouldn't have been a fair swap. Yeah. So this is not something you can stick on ice. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, not I mean, for very long. Right. 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 I mean, this is so Grey's Anatomy, the whole like the helicopter with the <laughs> organ and yeah. like exactly. Yeah. I mean, My come on, people. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, don't you want to be part of like real medical drama, but like in a good way, the happy ending way? <laughs> like this is your opportunity, listeners out there. Yeah. To be part of something like that. And here's the deal. Creative license for the storyteller. Like you could yes. make it like this very dramatic retelling. Nobody needs yeah. to know. Yeah. I don't oh. know. It's pretty dramatic in the beginning without any, without any changes, but um, 
yeah, it's, I highly recommend the experience on many levels. Margaret, you're just awesome. More people should hear this. I'll, I'll be glad and when it really gets out there. It will. And I've got some ideas after this um, for other ways to spread the word. So oh, great. I Thank you. I love it. So let's take a couple minutes um, again to mention where people can connect with me or to uh fill out information, which, as I said, I'm going through this. Right now I'm filling out information on if I have any blood disorders, uh, if I've had cancer, chemotherapy. I'm going through this as we speak because, again, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Uh, so the number where you can reach me and the show is 475-999-2726. Call, text, uh, smoke signals are not accepted. And ask questions. Uh, if you have comments, if you have information, uh, Maria and Monica and Odin and the whole family are still, this is all very new. So if yeah. you have some experience, some insight, anything is welcome. And then the other thing is uh, remember that you can go to ucdavislivingdonor.org. And you can fill out the questionnaire. You can mention Odin's name. Um, as you go through, you have the opportunity to say that there's no particular recipient. Uh, and that is fine. You can do that. Or you can mention Odin Bartlow. It's O-D-I-N Bartlow, B-A-R-T-L-O-W. And uh, hey, Odin, I am sharing your date of birth uh, because you need to put that in. And it is 1125. 64. It was a good year. Mm -hmm. And um, so fill out that and see, just be curious and see what you can see. And with this episode, please make sure that you look for it again, wherever you listen to podcasts, look for Stacy Connects. I haven't decided on the name of this episode. I did a social media post for Maria and Monica to share, and it says in the middle, you complete me. Uh, so that might be the name of this episode, although I did make a note that Odin is very complete. Thank you very much. He just needs a kidney. He just <laughs> needs a kidney. That's mm -hmm. it. Like, he is a fully functioning man that uh, has a huge heart and a loving family that, uh, you know, Wants him to keep ragging on his sister. <laughs> I mean, with his dog. Exactly. And in his vegetable garden. And tinkering with the car yes. that may never get fixed. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So, um, so anyway, I want to thank Margaret Yu. Thank you so much. Thank you for yeah, your kidney. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm so excited to give you a hug on Thursday. And, um, you know, giving the perspective for people that are listening so that it can really destigmatize and, you know, uh, bust any myths that people may have about this. I think it's so important. So thank you for that. Um, thank you, Monica, for coming on the show. It wasn't terrible, right? No. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, I usually do most of the talking is the feedback I get from my guests, um, which, okay, is true. Uh, Maria, it is always a pleasure. Thank you, are you. Thank you. I, and I want to thank you and Margaret for doing this for us. Oh, mm -hmm. are you kidding? I mean, it is the very, very least that we can do. And hopefully it is the least that we do. And we find a kidney. Yes. Um. 
So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Eric, as always. I appreciate it. And my guest for next week is uh, Christine Barth. And so, um, oh, and I also want to thank Shira Glasser, or Grasser, who was supposed to be my guest this week and so graciously was willing to be bumped. That's right. Thank I feel you. Thank you. I feel so Hollywood. I bumped somebody. I'm like, look at me. I feel like. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm like Jimmy Kimmel who bumps Matt Damon at the end of every show. So anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Have a great week and remember to share this episode. Will do. Thanks, Stacey. Yeah.